So what do you think is going on? I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure. Well, what do you know for sure? Well, in the words of Leah Thompson from Red Dawn, things are different now. Welcome to today's process. You're not in the Shire anymore, Dorothy. Stand up, push forward. Let's light the lantern. How does the husband entrepreneur escape the understory while still having a marriage that not just survives, but thrives in an environment where modern business is under attack? The fog of the understory covers everything, and we are surrounded by monsters and bandits. My name is Wade Skalski, the understory lawyer, and we will face them together as we build the classic American business. Admission to the understory is free. But understanding always has a price. Let's light the lantern. What is up, husband entrepreneurs? Those of you who are in the understory against your will, and those of you who are in the understory on purpose, Wade Skalski here, the understory lawyer. So we are doing a late night uh, episode tonight, uh, ten forty-one p.m. Uh, it was I got up this morning, or actually I didn't get up this morning. My wife and uh, my two children all got up. Well, my wife and my son got up first and then, uh, so then I got up and then my daughter got up and we're all just kind of looking at each other and we're like, all right. And I even, I slept in a little bit. It was like six o'clock or something. And then even when I sleep in, I can usually get a podcast episode in before everybody else gets up. But for whatever reason, everybody was, uh, up and at them. So for the whole day today, uh, I was unable to, uh, to get the podcast in. So now we are keeping the streak alive, keeping the dream alive. So I've been a little bit, uh, I think lately some of the, the podcast episodes have been, I'm not going to say that they're doom and gloom, but they've been kind of intense. Like I haven't, I haven't really been a, as lighthearted as I would like to be. Um, but that's because I think today will be, we'll go back to more lighthearted after today's podcast, uh, but we'll do one more kind of intense one because I think it's important that you understand at least my opinion and my prediction of what's going on. So um, got a cricket, got a cricket in here, which is going to be awesome. See if we can see if we can get that to be, uh, somehow, <laughs> somehow produ- production valued out. But, uh, but like, look here, so I'm reading, I'm reading the, um, the Lord of the Rings trilogy again. I'm actually listening to it. I talked about it, uh, on my bike ride into work. And, uh, so fellowship of the ring right now. And this is part where, you know, Frodo's talking to, to Gandalf and they're talking about how, um, Gandalf basically says to him, the effect of is like, you can't stay in the Shire anymore. And, um, there's danger for you here and there's danger for you if you go, but you can't stay here anymore. And the, the, the hobbits in the Shire is like a really interesting, it's a really interesting, um, like conveyance by Tolkien, right? It's these, it's these, these people who kind of live oblivious to what's going on around them. And, uh, they just kind of live this really idyllic life. Nothing really happens, but they, 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 they eat, they drink and they, you know, they consume themselves with being merry. Right. And you think about it as kind of an idyllic life, but they're surrounded on all sides by, um, the rest of the world and the rest of the world is filled with evil and elves and dwarves and magic and fights and history and right. But it just kind of like to them they're the, the hobbits are in this bubble and that world doesn't touch them. And then as the book kind of picks up the point in the story where it's like, you know, in media rest, it's in the beginning of, you know, the middle of the story, the, the, the sanctity of the Shire is starting to be encroached upon. And I had this thought where I kind of thought the United States has kind of been like the Shire for like the last, let's say, 50 years, 60 years, 
right? Where really peaceful. We, we got two giant oceans next to us. No one's really given us the business about anything. We, we've had some foreign problems, but, but really for the people of the country, um, there really hasn't been any kind of existential danger. Now there's been discord and strife and, um, but there hasn't been, you know, since World War II, I would say, there hasn't been an existential danger to the United States. And we've been living off for, for you know, depending upon who you talk to, some people talk to that we've been living off sort of this mirage of money. And other people just say that we've been living off the prosperity dividend from the Cold War or whatever. It doesn't really matter which politics or explanations are. I think everyone agrees, um, if you really look at it, that things are changing. And... Um, and I've talked about it before where I think the merry-go-round is about to stop. Now, this isn't a new thing. It's just a new thing to sort of this generation. I would say, you know, my parents, you know, my parents and um, for sure not their parents because they all went through the depression, which I think is it was could have been an existential threat to everything. But um, but definitely to my generation, Gen X and, and younger, right? No one's really had to deal with anything. And yes, there was 9-11. Yes, there's the pandemic. But that's none of those things ever represented an, ex an existential threat to the United States, like never. And so we just kind of hummed along and, and everyone got to kind of have like this max freedom time where they could, they, could, they could become a light engineer if they wanted to, right? They could become, you know, some kind of like really goofy landscape architecture that specializes in zeroscape architecture, like whatever. Like it, the, 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 uh, the economy got super complex. And everyone had super, you know, max freedom to kind of decide what they wanted to do. And I, I, I just have a sneaking suspicion that that's going to end. And the reason is I don't know how it's going to end or why it's going to end or, or why we're going into this, this new phase of things. But there, if you sit back and you look and you list all of the things that are going on in the world right now, all right, and you take a real hard look, you can find a lot of existential threats to the United States. It's not just one thing though. There's like a lot of different things that are happening. And so the chances of all of those things magically resolving themselves and not having one of them kind of bonk us in the head is almost approaching zero. And if you look at things like in history, right, you can go, you know, you can go back in the history of the forties or the fifties or, you know, the 1800s or whatever. There always is this time of strife in the world where, you know, everyone starts to kind of flex their muscles and, um, sort of the, the, the wheat is separated from the chaff on a world scale. It's not, you know, if, if, that, if everyone kind of behaves and there's an order, then that, that happens on a micro scale, but, but things are some cataclysmic large events are going to start to happen and start to move. And the, like I said, and, and I think there's going to be some domestic challenges. And once we have domestic challenges, then, you know, everyone that's been really cranky with us for the last 50, 60, 70 years is going to be like, okay, it's time to punch the United States in the, in the face. Now, does that mean direct military conflict with us? I have no idea but it's this for sure. I have no, no challenges believing it won't be some sort of economic problems. You know, if people move off the dollar or whatever, or, or you know, stop buying our T bills or stop whatever, just there's a, there's a lot of different things that could happen. So why am I telling you this? Well, I'm telling you this is because if you're a high IQ elite level marketer right now and, or you're trying to learn from one and you have this idea that you're going to create this sort of this like information internet business, um, that is going to be exactly like it was the last 10 years, five years, I, I think you're in for some trouble. And you look at it like in 2008, <clears throat> pardon me with the real estate bubble, 
you look at it from 2008 and it's like, there were still people selling real estate. It's just that it's like the bottom 80% of the people got cut out of the market. And that's because of all of what was happening. And I, I would have you consider the possibility that the exact same thing's going to happen, not just in the information economy of the internet, but I think it, for the, the entire economy. And I think the people that are going to be okay are the people that are, are working on building the classic American business. I think people are going to be okay are working on the idea of having customers, excuse me, having clients, not customers or end users. And because those things, when you have a relationship with your people, when you have a client that you want to protect, when you um, have a business that has a very close connection to the people that you're trying to help and the problems that you're trying to solve, uh, people will find a way to pay you. And, and, you know, and I've talked about it before is you want to have an, you want to have kind of two poles of your business. You want to have the, everything's going kind of okay. And then you want to have the like zombie apocalypse backup plan. Now you don't actually have to monetize your zombie apocalypse backup plan ever. Hopefully you never will have to, but you got to have an idea of what's going to happen and what you're going to do if things go totally South. Now that may seem crazy to you because you're like, well, wait, everything seems, everything's always been fine. And I get that everything's always been fine. But if you look at the history of the world is that you can only build a walled garden for so long. And for whatever reason, it's my generation and the generations after me, like, so Gen X down that are going to have to kind of clean up the mess. And, um, just like Frodo says, it's like, why, you know, why did the ring have to fall to me? Why did, why did the ring, you know, I wish it never would have, what, what am I supposed to do? And Gandalf just says, well, you just got to do it the best you can with the time that you had, the times that you're in. And like, look, I could be totally wrong, but I'm not. And, and I tell you this to prepare you. I tell you this so that when you look back and you look at this, this podcast interview, when everything was going like nothing major has happened yet. Certainly there's been discord. Certainly the coronavirus has kind of knocked the country as ass a little bit from, but there wasn't the coronavirus in its current state has not presented an existential threat to the United States to this point. Now, could it morph into something that could absolutely hundred percent. That's one of the, that's one of the problems that are possible. And I don't know if that's going to turn out that way. I don't, I have no idea, but that's not the only problem that we got. And the thing is, is that you need to, you need to really consider to get super serious, super fast about your positioning in the upcoming economy. And the, the Shire of the days of living in the Shire where everything's just fine. And you get to kind of like move from job to job with the frequency of a cheap ham radio. Those are going away. Those are going away. And there's going to be a big time realignment and readjustment that's going to happen in the economy. And you need to think really hard about that because if you're, if you're in, especially if you're in the information space right now where your coaches, you know, coaches selling to coaches, selling to coaches and the, you know, the information space Ponzi scheme, it's, it's going to come to an end for there's, there's like 10 different ways it can come to an end and, um, or at least change radically. And so I tell you this more for myself, really, because we're small right now. Our audience is pretty small and, um, but we're international. So people in, you know, the other parts of the world, they probably have a better handle on what's going on than we do because, you know, they're not totally captive by their media. Um, but we're, we're like the hob, we've been like the hobbits in the Shire. Just, we just have, and we're going to have to toughen up really fast, really quick. And the sooner that you get your head around that space and you start to think of it that way, 
the more mentally prepared you can be for when that starts to happen, because it's going to be a big time adjustment. You know, the power went out at our house last week. It was raining and like the power was not out for very long. And I was like, man, we take this power for, we take this power for granted. We, uh, we definitely, we're not prepared. Like we're prepared. We're prepared now more than we were say a year ago, but I'm like, man, mentally, I'm just not prepared for the power to go out. And that doesn't necessarily mean that the power has to go out like New Orleans power go out right now, but the power to go out, maybe out of the economy, the power to go out, maybe out of, um, sort of like the business world that you're in. Are you ready for that? Are you ready for it? And when it happens, cause it's going to, cause it always does in some form or fashion, how bad it's going to get. I have no idea. But are you ready to reframe it as an opportunity? Because your only option is to basically roll over and die. Or you can, or you can say, well, this is just like Frodo is like the ring has fallen to me. The, the discord has fallen to me. And the funny thing about that, I never realized that about that book, but the funny thing about the, about dest- destroying the ring is you have to go into the, the enemy's lair. It's like the least, most attractive place that you have to go. But that's always where the answer is. And in the end of story, it's the same thing. It's like you go into the chaos to take order out of the chaos. And it's like it's always in a place that you don't want to go. I, I wish the merry-go-round wasn't stopping. I wish – I remember going to law school in the 90s. and wish I'd gone to law school in the 80s. And, you know, part of it is is that it always seems there's the nostalgia that things were better back in the day. But there was always like a base level of being on the merry-go-round. There was always a base level of being in the Shire. Well, the merry-go-round is going to stop and the Shire is going to get plundered. And so you have to decide, are you going to be a hobbit or are you going to be a ranger? And you don't have that much more time to figure it out. It could be three months. It could be three years, but both of those are really short time frames. So what I want you to do is take out your ranger field journal. If you don't have a ranger field journal, take out a regular journal. If you don't have a regular journal, go get one. You're going to need one from time to time. But for right now, what I want you to do is take out your unicorn trapper keeper from the fifth grade and simply write down, am I prepared if the merry-go-round stops? And just remember, there is no end if you stay in the path of understanding. All right, husband entrepreneurs, I know you want to escape the current understory that you're trapped in. I get it. I've been there. But in order to do that, you have to have a creative clearing, a place to stand, a place to make decisions in confidence and clarity. I'm not going to promise you some magical course or coach or codex or crypto, but I cannot help you if you do not raise your hand and say, I'm over here. You can do that by subscribing to my daily email list at understory.news. Raise your hand and say, let's get out of here together. The podcast has the philosophy, but the daily emails have the insight and innovations. Raise your hand. And let's light the lantern together. Subscribe to my daily email list at understory.news. The path of understanding does not end, but that does not mean that you cannot get to where you want to go. Subscribe to my daily email list at understory.news. Go light the lantern.